welcome to Symphony of the Soul podcast. My name is Belinda and this is a place where we riff all about spirituality, personal development and life experiences. Buckle up and enjoy. Hello and welcome to the very first episode of my brand spanking new podcast. My name is Belinda. I am the one that's going to be talking a lot of shit on this podcast. <laughs> um, so thank you so much for being in this space with me. I'm so grateful that you decided to push play on this episode and tune in. <sighs> Where do I even begin? Like what do people even say on a first podcast? <laughs> In full transparency, I have no idea what this podcast is going to bring, what stuff is going to come up within this space. But all I know is that I've been feeling the niggle for probably a good year, I reckon, uh, into starting up something like this. I wasn't sure if it was going to be a vlog or a blog or a podcast or uh, I wasn't really sure, but it got to the point where I feel like for my own journey, but also to help other people out there because one thing that I've learned is we are never alone in the things that we're going through so if this podcast can help me by expressing and also help at least one other person then I am more than happy with that and my job here is done so that is my intention for this as I said I don't know what's going to come up but we're just going to roll with it and speak from the heart speak what's on the chest and whatever wants to come out is going to come out there may be tears there may be laughter there's probably going to be a lot of dad jokes so there's your warning if you don't like dad jokes and you know a bit of lame humor maybe don't listen to this (laughs) um but anyway I just wanted to on this episode I guess give you a little bit of an insight into who I am, what I do, and a little bit about the journey that I have been on in the past 15 or so years. So for those who are new here and maybe haven't come across from my socials, welcome. Thank you. I'm so grateful that you have found me on here. Um, I have been a Reiki energy healer for probably close to 10 years now. I have completed all of my courses and I do this as my full-time job. And that's another whole story in itself because that has taken so many shifts and so much work being done on myself to even get to this point. So I feel like that's going to be for another episode. But just to give you a little bit of a background into my story, when I was about... 14 or 15, a bit of a spring chicken. Uh, That's kind of when I started dabbling, I guess you could say, in um, the spiritual world. I I remember, it's so funny, one of my uncles, bless him, he's he's, um, passed away now, but one of my uncles, I remember him giving my mother a deck of angel cards when I was quite small, maybe like 10. And I remember him saying, you just shuffle these cards, you connect with the cards and you just pull one every day. It gives you guidance. It helps you on your journey and just roll with it. And I remember my mother saying, oh no, like, no, no, I can't do that. I'm never using these cards. Like they pretty much stayed almost like they weren't wrapped up, but might as well have been. I don't even think she ever took them out of her drawer, but (laughs) this little (laughs) inquisitive child Every time my mother would leave the house, I would sneak into her drawer and pull out these cards, shuffle these cards and choose myself an angel card. Now, I must have been like, I reckon like 14, 15. And it just felt like it was something so natural to me. Just there was this pull to just go in. It's almost like I was just energetically drawn into there. I wasn't 
um, doing it to, you know, like I didn't want to be deceptive or sneak around or anything like that, but it was just this pull that I had to do that. And it's so funny when I reflect now and seeing where I am in my journey now that that makes me giggle um, because I started that journey all the way back then and I had no idea I would be here doing this um, today as my full-time job. So I thought that was really funny. So then when I got to about maybe 17, I started getting my own decks and, you know, I was working full-time at that point. So I was able to buy my own ones. Um, now, something else that I just wanted to mention here is my mother used to always almost be afraid of the spirit world and she was always oh no you don't double in this you don't double in that you don't you know you've got to be careful with energy stuff and like this that and the other and while that's all good and well it really took my interest and I could see spirit from a young age I knew I had this intuition this inner knowing from such a young age but I didn't have anybody around me really to help guide me in that journey so when I was about 17, I started going on to like searching on the web as you do. Um, and you know, my friends were going out to parties, getting drunk, sneaking out, pretending they were sleeping over at friends' houses. And I was at home on the weekends and nights playing with my cards or searching up spiritual development, how I could harness this gift, how I could develop my intuition. And it's so funny because I don't know. It's just so funny. I feel <laughs> um, that's what I did in my spare time. And that's what I just really wanted to do. I wasn't interested in going to parties. I wasn't interested in hanging out with boys. I wasn't interested in being rebellious and doing all these things. I just, that just wasn't me. It wasn't who I was. And yeah, so I found this spiritual development group on Facebook back then. Um, so for all you youngins who may be listening to this, Facebook, I'm sure you know what Facebook is, but <laughs> probably don't know what MySpace is, but let's not even go there. Um, but back then it was Facebook was fairly new and it'd come out and everyone were, was joining groups and that kind of thing. It was a bit of a, a fad at the time being in groups on Facebook. So this um, group that I was in was all about psychic development and developing your intuition and mediumship and things like that. And I spent so much of my time in this group, so much of my spare time, volunteering my energy, doing readings for people, card readings for people, connecting to people's photos, connecting to their energy, just doing everything I could, doing all these little exercises to strengthen my intuition and my clairs and, you know, my psychic gifts and all that stuff. So much time and energy went into that. And I'm so grateful that I fell into that journey quite young um, because now at 30, nearly 32, um, I've got like all this experience, this world of knowledge that maybe other people where they're at on this part of their journey don't have. So I'm very blessed that I did go down that path and I'm so glad that I listened to that niggle and that gut feeling back then as well, because now I'm able to use those that knowledge and that wisdom and those learnings that I spent all my hours doing back then to help guide my clients, to help teach people, teach people how to tune into their own energy, how to tune into their own intuition, how to use their psychic gifts, how to develop and strengthen that muscle within them. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm very, very grateful that I stuck it out. At times it was hard, not going to lie, um, but it is a muscle and it's something that we have to continue practicing over and over and over in order to get better at it. Um, so that's kind of where I was at when I was around 17, 18. Then it got to just before my 18th birthday, a couple of months before, and ah, this is where it starts getting fun. <laughs> My parents decided to separate, um, which, you know, that's 
quite common these days. Um, but you know, back then I was 17 and my mother had done a lot of hurtful things to me in that time frame, in that period. And, um, it took me a long time, like years to get over years of work. And I'm still doing the unraveling, the uncovering the forgiveness work around these situations involving her. Um, so yeah, so my parents separated and I chose to stay with my father and, you know, I was only a few months off turning 18. So then of course, once I turned 18, um, I kind of went off the rails a little bit. I didn't really know how to tune in with my emotions. I didn't really know how to feel my feelings, what to do with them. They just felt big. They felt scary. I just wanted to deny, distort, depress, push them down, um, suppress, sorry, not depress. Um, but I did end up getting depressed and I would go out partying with my friends. Obviously I turned 18. I was drinking, um, just going out every Wednesday night to watch bands play every Friday night, every Saturday night, Sunday sessions, um, any opportunity I had, I would be out with my friends and I would be drinking. And so many people back then said to me, look, like, why don't you speak to someone? Like, obviously they could see the pattern and they could see that I wasn't able to deal with my emotions. But, you know, all I kept saying back then, cause I couldn't see it. I, all I could kind of see was that I was 18 and I was happy living my life and going out partying and doing fun things because that was fun. I'd never been able to experience that before. So all of a sudden I had all this freedom and, you know, I was able to go out and do these things that I'd never been able to do before. So of course I was going to get, go out and do it. But what I noticed looking back now and having the hindsight or looking back in hindsight, whatever that saying is, um, I was masking my feelings. I was hiding them. I was pushing them down. I was suppressing them because I didn't know what to do with them. I just did not know what to do with them. I'd never been taught that. And that's something that I'm so passionate about as well. Is like, we, we, we don't get taught this shit in school. Why the fuck don't we get taught this shit in school? Um, but anyway, that's again, another topic for <laughs> maybe another, another episode because I can get quite passionate on that. Um, but I didn't know how to deal with these things. So that's the only way I knew how to do it. And, you know, for a couple of years that worked, that was great. <laughs> it was amazing. I had some of the best nights of my life with my friends and, um, you know, we, we had so much fun. So I do not regret any of that portion of my life. Um, yeah. And then I think maybe I got to probably like 23, 24, actually earlier than that, 21 maybe. And I was in a very toxic relationship. Um, I was in a toxic relationship with someone who was, uh, addicted to drugs and dealing with an addiction. Um, now, I won't go too much into that for his privacy, but I will speak about it from my behalf. So a lot of the issues that kind of came to the surface and light for me around that situation was lack of self-worth, lack of self-love, um, being a bit of a stage five clinger <laughs> because I was always looking for external validation because I was always seeking outside of myself for all of these things. I wanted to be loved. I wanted to be acknowledged because I wasn't loving and acknowledging myself. So this is where like, you know, so many people bang on about it saying it's all about, you know, it starts with you, it starts within and, you know, all that profound shit, which is so fucking true when you actually think about it and look back at it. Um, but yeah, like so much stuff, I went through a lot of pain and hurt and back and forth in that relationship. And we were together for maybe two years, but on and off, on and off, we'd break up, get back together, break up, get back together. And 
you know, we were no better than each other in that situation. We were both playing our own parts in this toxic relationship. Anyway, so this relationship ended a few years later and that is when I really started going on a really intense healing journey because what happened was, is I was then masking my feelings towards my mother with this relationship. So then when this relationship ended and it was no longer, I didn't have anywhere to turn. I didn't have any excuses as to why I wasn't dealing with my shit towards my mom. Like there was no distractions anymore. There was nothing. There was just me, myself and I, (laughs) and I fell into a really dark hole. And not only was I dealing with the emotions and everything starting to come up about my mum leaving and abandonment issues and, you know, um, a whole bunch of other stuff that was sort of coming up for me. But now it was also these feelings of this person and this back and forth with this person and me not having enough self-worth because if I had self-worth, I wouldn't have run back every time and, you know, all these other things. So it was just like all these emotions bubbling up to the surface and I had no fucking clue what to do with them. You know, I was like at that point, maybe 23, I think. Um, and I don't know, like just going out and getting drunk and partying wasn't really that exciting anymore. I'd done it for a few years solid and, you know, same as my friends. So no one really wanted to go out and do those things on occasion. Yeah, sure. But it got to a point where I had to really sit down and face these fucking feelings and face my fucking shit basically. <sighs> it's bringing back all the feels. I haven't spoken about this. So yeah, I'm just, it's very interesting to, to feel into, yeah, to feel into this as I'm, as I'm expressing this. But as I say, if these stories can help anybody, then at least one person, then my job is done. Um, and if not, I hope you're enjoying learning about me. <laughs> um, so yeah, so then I got to that point and I was like, I don't know what to do. I need help. I'd seen a psychologist before, but it wasn't really talk therapy that I felt like I needed. I feel like I'm not really a talker. Well, I wasn't back then. Now I am, but I wasn't back then. I just remember going to this psychology appointment and sitting there with a box of tissues crying and she's trying to ask me questions and to talk about shit. And I just wasn't giving her answers because I didn't want to talk about it. Um, so that didn't work for me. Um, and then one day I was like, Oh, I wonder, like, I wonder what this Reiki healing is that everyone like kind of, it's been popping up here and there for me. So I searched it online and I found a lady who was in Perth, not that far from me. And her, something stood out about her business name and her business name just really spoke to me. I had this connection with it. So I DM'd her and I asked her, about her Reiki sessions. So I started getting Reiki sessions done. That was another whole amazing experience in itself. Um, it was very interesting to see like those emotions and that energy start shifting and moving. But anyway, the sessions were $110, I think, or $120 a session. And it got to a point where I was living in this unit that was really expensive. Um, I had a lot of debt that I'd racked up, um, credit card debt and all that fun stuff from when I was younger. Um, And I was like, man, this is getting expensive. Like I need to go every couple of weeks to feel good, but it's really expensive. So I remember my Reiki this Reiki lady saying to me one day, Hey, I'm running a Reiki one workshop. Would you like to join us? 
And it was, you know, 350 odd dollars or something like that. And I was like, oh gosh, like, I don't know if I can afford that. But then I was like, you know what? That's essentially three sessions. So I would be paying that in the next couple of months to her anyway. So off I went, I did this Reiki one course. And when it comes to my Reiki journey, I guess they say the rest is history. Um, so yeah, that was probably like eight or so years ago, nine years ago, maybe. And honestly, like Reiki has been the best thing that I have honestly ever committed to and done for myself. If I didn't follow that nudge, follow that inner guidance, if I didn't go through those things with my mum and my ex-partner and all those sort of things, then I wouldn't have fallen into Reiki. I wouldn't have found this part of my journey. I mean, I'm sure I would have found the journey because I feel like this is my purpose as well, but I just yeah, often think back and I wonder how different things could have looked or would have looked if I had gone down a different path. And, you know, there were so many opportunities for me to go down different paths, destructive paths even. Um, but I always saw the light and I always saw this, this, just that tiny little spark sparkle at the end of the tunnel and always just followed that as my guiding light. So that's kind of like, yeah, how I kind of came about to Reiki and a little bit of my background story. Obviously it goes a lot deeper than that, but we can unpack some of that in future episodes if that is, yeah, if, if that's kind of what comes up. But I think we're probably going to wrap it up there. This was, yeah, I wasn't intending to go that deep, but here you go. Again, everything comes out for a reason. And, and if this can help one person, then yeah, as I keep saying like that, that's enough for me. And I'm totally stoked with that. So thank you so much for being here, my loves. I hope that wasn't too dark and yeah, like deep for the first episode. It wasn't my intention, but I know whoever needs to hear these messages will land here. And if you have landed here, thank you. And I know that you have landed in this space with me here for a reason. You are my tribe. You are my soul family. And if you would like to connect with me on social media, I am frequently on Instagram. My Instagram handle is at crystal Phoenix healing, and you can find me there. You can also find me on Facebook, which I don't really use that much anymore, but yeah, I mostly hang out on Instagram. So come and chat, come and tell me that you listened to the episode. Come and tell me if you got anything out of this, I would absolutely love to hear. Thank you so much. And um, yeah, I will hopefully see you in the next episode. 